fakes the handoff. He drives the lane. He takes it to the house. Bouncing off defenders. He just laid it in. He just put it up and in. 56 seconds to play. Oh, by the way. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Game 7 is over. It's an instant classic. It's the T.C. Martin Show. A three for the game. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. You've got to pinch me. The doctor is now in. And a very good Monday afternoon to you, T.C. Martin, broadcasting live from the AOF Film Festival today. We are at the Boulevard Mall at the Galaxy Theaters, the luxurious Galaxy Theaters. And uh, all week long, the AOF, the Action on Film Festival, happening here. And uh, we're going to have the cast of uh, Under the Palm Tree, brand new release. So they will be joining us. And a very good friend of mine and former three-time world champion, Tony the Tiger Lopez, who was in the movie. He will be joining us, along with uh, Jacob Stitch Duran, of course, from boxing fame as well as movie fame as well, too. He'll be with us today as well, too. The entire cast. And uh, we are... Glad to be here, out here in the beautiful Boulevard Mall. Ballpark Frank with me. The big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, will be checking in a little bit later on as well, too, as we talk Team USA Olympic basketball. We'll talk about the result that we saw yesterday against France. Joe Sands, my right-hand man, taking care of business here. Numchuck back in the studio. And uh, a glorious Monday as we recap a very, very busy sports weekend. But you know how much I love movies, and this film festival is in town? They said, hey, how would you like to come on out here, broadcast your show, because we know how much you love sports, you love movies, let's do it. So I called Frank. I said, Frank, we're going to the movies. And there we are. And you have your Coca-Cola and you're ready to go. Yeah, and you know, uh, that open that we had today, it said an instant classic. Maybe under the palm tree will be an instant classic. Come on down. You check it out. Uh, you know, you can see it before the rest of the world basically sees it. I was checking out the trailer. Looks kind of interesting. So uh, come on down here. Uh, say hi. Boulevard Mall. Got to say, I haven't been here in a while, but uh, looks pretty nice. They fix things up a lot uh, down here and uh you know the movie the galaxy theaters i know how quality they are so looking forward to seeing the movie in there and you know it's my kind of movie a little bit too because you know i love the criminal minds and all those kind of shows and things like that and it's it's got that kind of mystique about it and it's uh, been getting pretty good ratings from what i've seen when watching the trailer and that so uh curious to see that and you mentioned what a sports weekend it is I've watched so much sports this weekend with the Olympics and everything else and not sleeping and things that I normally don't see. Been watching archery, been watching fencing, been watching canoeing, (laughs) amongst all sorts of other stuff. So, yeah. And then the three-on-three basketball, I know we're going to get to that as well. Team USA looking well in that and on the ladies' side of it. But, uh, you know, the Olympics in full force. But I got to admit, I am just jonesing for track and field to start. Yeah, no kidding. And they always back up the track and field. So you always have the swimming and the basketball usually start right away. And then the back end of the Olympics, uh, the final you know week, week and a half is the uh, track and field. And Saving the best for last, as yeah. they say. Yeah, I guess so. I but mean, the, in, in my book. In yeah, my book. I, I, I like some of the other stuff, yeah. but give me track and field. I love that. I, and I don't just watch it every four years, but I know a lot of people do. There you go. And All Simone right. Biles last night, a little rough in the uh, ladies' gymnastics. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get all into this, uh, the Olympic stuff here, but my television viewing is really thrown off. And I understand when you have the games in Tokyo and you got to deal with the, the, the time difference and the factor, but what they've tried to do like with 
even in past Olympiads, but with the World Cup and these international events, they really try to tailor it towards the American television audience because they're getting a ton of money, you know, from NBC to broadcast this stuff. And a lot of people think, you know, okay, it's, you know, NBC here in the United States and every other country has their own thing. But still, they really cater to the American audience because that's really where the, the, the dollars are and, and the ratings are. But I'm not seeing that. With, you know, with, with a lot of these marquee events, I mean, I can't find them. And I know that they record them, and we've got to be hush-hush about it, and they don't like to tell you, you know, but with social media and everything else and with ESPN Sports Center, you already know the results. But as you know, they would always kind of wait till the evening session, especially during the weekdays, to give the marquee events. But I'm having a hard time trying to follow my, my guide here and when I could watch this. You mentioned the three-on-three. You know how much I've been looking forward to seeing Kelsey Plum and Jack, Jackie Young. I haven't seen one match even live or recorded, and I've gone back to record it, and then I'm going, wait a minute. It was supposed to be 145 in the morning, but then my guide says archery and skateboarding and something else, and then so I record like four hours of this stuff, and I missed it. It was on like the segment before, and we know these games are short too. They're only 10 minutes, but I don't know about you. But I'm having a hard time zoning in on trying to find things that I really want to watch because when I do have my free time, it's kind of in prime time. Again, it's some of these offshoot sports that I'm not really crazy about. Well, I'll tell you the trick that I've learned, and, it, and it's certainly not foolproof whatsoever, but I basically look at the guide and I look at what channels. You mentioned where to find them. It's on NBC, CNBC, USA, and NBC Sports for the most part. Those are your four main channels that you're going to get on your regular TV. Now, then they're always saying, oh, we can check this out on Peacock. I don't have Peacock, so don't, don't even give it. Now, with Under the Palm Tree, it is a suspense thriller. We'll, we'll just tell you that. And uh, be prepared to be prepared for that. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. How's that? You know, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, like you said, got some rave reviews uh, so far. Uh, we'll be visiting with the directors, producers, and, and the cast and the actors will be joining us uh, during the course of uh, today's show. And uh, we'll, we'll look forward to it. But, yeah, Under the Palm Tree here today at the Galaxy Theaters inside the Boulevard Mall and uh, 4 o'clock showing. So come on by, say hello, and we will get you in to the theater for FRWE. Everybody loves that, right? Oh, yeah. Going to the movies. L- like my buddy back home used to tell me back from Illinois, if it's free, it's for me. Yes. And we've got these <laughs> lovely ladies hanging out here as well today. I'm, I, I believe this is one of the actresses this in the movie. This is one of the cast members. Okay. Yes. I, 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 think I, I think I recognize her, so, except, so, except she's still alive. <laughs> or she's alive again. Okay. <laughs> Good. All right. So we're going to be visiting with, uh, with the cast members here today. But, uh, again, Under the Palm Tree. And to give you kind of the synopsis of, of what Under the Palm Tree is all about, what happens when love goes wrong? Now, Ted, who's the star of the movie, and from what I understand, Ted's got kind of lots of money and everything, and Ted wants to visit the Internet dating world. And he's trying, ah. to, fi- and he's trying to find his true love. And when he can't find his true love or his soulmate, when he doesn't, then, well, nothing is ever the same again. He loses a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So that's your little synopsis there. Now, Joe Sands just canceled his plans for the rest of the afternoon. He says, I'm in, because that's his kind of movie right there. That's your kind of movie, too, I think. Well, I mean, palm trees and sands, they all go together. So yeah. why wouldn't he cancel yeah. it, you know? So <laughs> you just bring your own shovel. <laughs> there you go. All right. Under the palm tree here today, the AOF Film Festival, action on film. And this film festival is, uh, is great. It's been going on for some time. I believe this is the 27th 
annual AOF Film Festival, and it's here in Vegas at the Galaxy Theater here inside the Boulevard Mall, and we're excited. T.C. Martin, Ballpark Frank with you here, uh, and we're here till 4 o'clock. All right. So, uh, yeah, we'll visit with the cast a little bit later, and again, uh, just we're, we're glad to, to be here, and we're glad to give away free tickets as well, too. So come on by and check it out. And, again, this, this theater has gone through some renovations. People that have lived in Las Vegas for a long time, they remember, you know, this place in the mall, but totally different. Very renovated, and uh, it has the largest screen in Las Vegas. It's hum- uh, humongous screens here. And, of course, they've got the reclining seats. It's fantastic. So I don't think you're going to be falling asleep, though, in this movie. So there'll be well, a, the seats are comfortable enough if you do. You could, exactly. You know. But the action aplenty. There you go. All right. All right, man. So uh, let's get to it. Let's talk about uh, we're going to visit with Big Bill Cartwright here pretty soon, and we'll get his thoughts uh, regarding uh, Team USA losing their opener to France last night, uh, 83-76. to uh, The final, the 25-game win streak snapped. The United States had not lost an Olympic game in 17 years. Here's how this thing went down. USA Looked pretty good in the first half. They led by eight at halftime. They were up seven with 3.20 to go. And you figure, okay, this thing is done. USA is going to move on, win, uh, be 1-0 and in pool play. They were ahead 74-67. to Then all of a sudden it gets pretty interesting. France hits a three. They get a stop. Then they come back, hit a two. Ben Adebayo, Bam Adebayo misses a two, uh, two free throws for Team USA. France hits another three, and now they're in the lead. Then USA, really not taking any timeouts. Kevin Durant comes down, misses a three. Out of bio, gets a rebound, misses a putback, not one, but two putbacks. Then they have a tie-up, a jump ball. So they jump it up. USA gets the ball back. And then Zach Levine, what's he do? Gets the ball, settles for a three, misses another three. Kevin Durant uh, gets an offensive board. He puts up another three and misses. Drew Holiday... Gets a shot. He misses a three. France gets a rebound. Foul game ensues. Ball game over. And France outscores USA 11 to nothing in the final couple minutes. Overall, if you go back to the last three minutes and 20 seconds, France outscores Team USA 16 to 2. And say what you want, but it's an embarrassing loss for Team USA, a team that was favored by 14 points in this game. And coupled with the way we saw them play here in Las Vegas, not the start that you wanted. But it was kind of expected. I mean, we talked about it all last week. Be prepared because France is a medal contender. Now, they don't have the roster that Team USA does. We get that. But everything that we had talked about with the warning signs, be alarmed here, France looked like the experienced team. They were the more physical team. And Team USA looked totally out of, uh, out of sorts, especially when they fell behind and especially the final three and a half minutes. Well, and certainly there's a lot to unwrap there from what you said. And the first thing that comes to mind is obviously they didn't close well at all. Getting outscored 11 to nothing, that's absolutely horrible. And like you said, a surprising uh, result to some people, but certainly not shocking, maybe not even surprising to some people. Like you mentioned, we talked about it here on the show quite a bit. Uh, Team USA, the thing that I'm surprised at is how were they a 14-point favorite? 
I mean, over anybody, the, the way that they played in those prelims and that, oh, what, that last game against Spain was, was going to catapult them and all of a sudden they were going to start playing great again or whatever. It's like this team has a lot of individual talent. We haven't seen them come to the forefront playing as a team yet. They still haven't done that. Uh, Greg Popovich is known for his team playing everything that he's done his whole career. These guys obviously haven't gelled yet. So, yeah, this is a big concern. And I know we're talking about, well, some people are saying, well, maybe this is a wake-up call for them. Isn't that what they said after the Nigeria game? Isn't that what they said after the game after that? How many wake-up calls do you need before you finally wake up? Maybe it's time to admit that right now this isn't a very good team. And there's basketball and then there's team basketball. Yes, there's a lot of individual talent, but this team needs to find a way to start playing as a team and find a go-to guy. When you have a guy like Kevin Durant, a lot of people just assume, well, he's your go-to guy at the end. What else do you need? I mean, he is your Michael Jordan, your LeBron James, your whatever you want to call it in a game like this. But he wasn't in this game against France, and the other guys didn't step up either. Uh, this team gets behind. They have some problems out there. So, yes, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean that they can't medal. It doesn't mean that they can't win the gold medal. But they better find a way to turn it around here real quick. So when you go back now, this team has played five games. Okay, They had four exhibition games here in Vegas. They went two and two. Like you said, they lost to Nigeria, lost to Australia, and then they, they got a couple, a couple wins, and, and they, they got the victory against, against Spain. But yesterday was the game. It was your Olympic opener. And you have three guys who played in the NBA Finals. We talked about that last week as well. We had Chris Middleton, Devin Booker, and Drew Holiday who were in the NBA Finals. They had travel problems. What a shocker there. And they got there the day of, earlier in the morning, late at night, and they came in and played. And Drew Holiday, the guy who's exhausted, who's gassed, who, along with uh, Giannis, you know, carried the Milwaukee Bucks to the NBA Championship. He's the only guy that looked like he was ready to play yesterday. And the guy was the most tired. And you talk about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is your superstar. That's fine. But after Kevin Durant, really, who do you have? And people want to point to Damian Lillard. Okay, let, let's get off the Damian Lillard bandwagon, people. And I hope people will now realize what Damian Lillard is all about. He's a guy that can score. But when has Damian Lillard ever won anything? He's not a champion. He's not a leader. And this is what Team USA is missing. You said it. They've got talent. But as we know, when you just assemble scores or assemble talent, that is not going to translate into to winning championships or winning medals, specifically a gold medal. And Damian Lillard was at his worst yesterday. I mean, he was falling on the ground. He had turnovers. He had missed shots, shot a very low percentage. And, and they have no cohesiveness. And that's what it all comes back to. These teams are not nearly as talented as USA. But remember, these teams have been playing together for long periods of times. I mean, you you got guys you know, that are in their 40s that are on some of these teams. Guys that are in their, their mid to late 30s. But this means everything to them. And then they they bring in some of the younger guys and they blend and they do you know play a lot more often. You just cannot construct a team and say, we're going to pick this guy, this guy, this guy, after the NBA season's over, let's meet Las Vegas for training camp and let's uh, try to practice for a couple weeks and be ready to win a gold medal. It's, it's not going to happen. Now, that, that theory will work if you have a team in place like we did years ago and, and this team is together for four years, okay? And they play their NBA schedule, but then when it comes time for the world championships they're playing, they play in a couple other tournaments, they're playing together. And it's no different than what the soccer world does. 
Team USA, USA basketball, does not subscribe to that. And we saw what happened in the last World Championships. This same formula, how to construct a roster, they finished seventh in the 2019 World Championships. And people go, wait a minute, everything's broken. It's going to be better for the Olympic Games in 2020. And they thought, okay. Then it was postponed a year, and here we are. Remember, they were having people come in and out of, of the airport here, down to the Mendenhall Center at UNLV, because they, they didn't have a roster. They had eight players at practice and for the, some of these exhibition games. So you cannot operate a successful system like this. And if you think France, you know, beat you. What's going to happen when you play teams that are better than France? Well, and let's be totally honest about it. Team USA has, even when they haven't had as much practice time or as cohesive of a unit, they've always gone, we have so much talent, we can't lose because they do have that much talent. They don't have it on this team. Some of the best players in the world and certainly some of the best players from the USA are not here for whatever reasons they opted out. They've played too long. Maybe there's injuries. Maybe they're just tired. They have another uh, camp coming up here, and this season just ended. They went through the bubble last year. Whatever reason or excuse they want to give, this isn't the best roster the USA can put out there. And Greg Popovich, we know he's a quality coach, but you mentioned one other thing. It means more to the other players out there. When they asked some of the players this year, if you could win a gold medal or an NBA championship, who were the only players that said gold medal? Foreign players. Correct. Because the USA players just assume, well, if I'm on the Olympic team, we're going to win the gold medal. It's almost a given here. They feel it's, a, it's like they're right or whatever. Like, well, if I'm on Team USA, we win the gold. That's what we do. These other players from Spain, from France, from Nigeria, from Australia, wherever they're from, you give them a shot to win a gold medal and upset the apple cart and knock off the USA, yeah, that actually means more to them than an NBA championship because it's their country pride and everything. They don't have that sense of entitlement that we automatically win the gold, who's winning the silver and bronze or whatever. So I think it does mean something. And I think that these players on this team, I believe they want to win. But when you take guys that are essentially, like you mentioned, a guy like Damian Lillard, and essentially what you take is all one-on-one players, it's hard to make them all of a sudden become team players. It is not just that. It's the system that they're running as well, too. I mean, basically, and we'll talk with Bill, with Bill Cartwright about this, too, because I know he has these exact same thoughts, is that when you're, what Greg Popovich is doing, you're looking at a one-on-one system here. Even though players are saying, well, you know, Damian Lillard's passing up shots because you know, Popovich wants more of a, a team-oriented game. We're not seeing any of that. There is such a disconnect on what they're trying to do offensively compared to what every other country is trying to do. You know, gone are the motion offenses. Uh, gone are, are you know, the, the screen and rolls and, and, got, and with back cuts and that sort of thing. You don't see any of that whatsoever. It is just maybe high screen and roll. It's one-on-one where in some possessions it's one or two guys that are touching the basketball, and that's it. Um, and like I've said before, it's lack of experience, but it's lack of champions, lack of leaders, and that's exactly what you need. Magic Johnson said this earlier today. He goes, what the USA men's basketball team is missing is a guy who's won four NBA championships, making him a proven winner, the best leader in the game of basketball, and someone who makes his teammates better, a.k.a. LeBron James. You throw Steph Curry in there. And, you know, you can even say Kawhi Leonard and that sort of thing. But that's what you need. Damian Lillard is not going to make anybody better. It hasn't worked for him in Portland. 
And, and people consider him one of the best guards, one of the best players in all the uh, NBA. Why does Portland not succeed year in and year out? Why? Because of that. You know, Kevin Durant has won championships with the Warriors. Why? Look who he was playing with. Guys like Klay Thompson and Steph Curry and Draymond Green. But the Kyrie Irvings of the world and, and some of these other guys, and Damian Lillard's one of those guys, nah, it, it, it doesn't work. You have to get yourself a collection of talent that can be cohesive and play together and sacrifice for each other. That's what all championship teams do, whether it's in, in a league like the NBA or if it's internationally. Uh, and that's what you're seeing, and that's what you saw with France yesterday. And if Kevin Durant, you know, when he went there and he won those championships, those other names that you mentioned, the Steph Curry's and people like that, they also let their egos be in check to let him yes. shine yes. and set him up for success and let him be the MVP. I'm still not even sure that he really was the MVP of some of those finals and that because the Agreed. other guys did back off and let him shine, let him have his moment. You mentioned a guy like Damian Lillard. People are saying, well, he's passing up shots that, that he would normally take. That's fine if you pass up a shot to get somebody else with a better shot. But if you're passing up a shot that you're comfortable taking, but you don't actually have a set play and somebody else isn't getting the layup or the dunk or a wide open three of zone, then what does passing up the shot mean? If it's in your comfort zone, maybe you should take it. Sometimes you try to force the issue. If if you think you're going to make Damian Lillard a passer or setting up plays, you're not going to do it. Maybe when he gets a little bit older, maybe when he gets a little bit of veteran, or he has to check his game a little bit more. But right now, Damian Lillard is one thing. He's a scorer. He's a shooter. That's what he does. Again, if he's passing it up to get a better thing, a better shot, then great. But if it's not for a better shot, then what's the point? Yeah. And, and the U.S. does not have any low-post presence. If, if Draymond Green is going to be your low-post presence or bam out of Bayou, are you kidding me? If you watched the game yesterday, Rudy Gobert had a field day working against Adebayo. I mean, just seal himself in the low block, get the ball. I mean, he's got more muscle on him. He's got, you know, uh, three, four inches on him. He was doing whatever he wanted to do. He's got international experience. Absolutely, and that's where I'm going with this, the experience factor. How weird does this sound? And this is the truth here. Team USA does not have the most experience. You can say what you want about NBA superstars, that sort of thing. We are not the most experienced team anymore. This is not the dream team of 1992. It's not the dream team of 1996. It's not even close to that. And that's what people expect here just because you you roll out some NBA players. But think about this. The USA does not have the most experienced team. And before, they would have the most experienced team by far over anybody else. Yeah, and again, and it's not like inexperience of, like you say, basketball. And it's also the international game. Yes. The wider lane, the way yeah. that it's played and everything. These guys on their teams in France and Spain and all the other countries, they know the international game. They've played it. And I know some people say, ah, it's basketball. Basketball is basketball. No, it's not. There's a difference. If you watch beach volleyball compared to regular volleyball in these same games, it's a vastly different game. I'm not saying it's that different, but the wider lane, the way the game is called different things there are definitely differences here Rudy Gobert knows those differences he knows how to use that lane he knows how to use his size he knows where the officials stand he knows everything about international play some of the USA players don't you know who's got it right though we've talked about this before the USA women they've got it right because they take the best players that they have out of the WNBA and they don't get turned down they go after and you have Sue Bird. You got Diana Taurasi, who know what it means to represent their country. 
They realize that they got a chance to create history. If, if Team USA wins a gold medal with the, with the women's basketball, do you know Tarazi and Bird will have their fifth gold medal? That's a record. No, nobody else in the history of the game and the basketball level has that. They're five Al order. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, again, you cross that over to, to other Olympic sports. But from a basketball perspective, they've got four right now. If they win gold, they're going to they're get five. But USA women, they do it right. They're going after their seventh consecutive gold medal here. But there's And people are saying, well, yeah, they're probably going to roll. Even though the women's game is just like the men's game internationally, I mean, they're getting better and better, and the gap is shrinking. We realize that. But at least you don't have to question, well, why is Brittany Griner not playing? Why is, why, why is Brianna Stewart not playing? Why is Asia Wilson not playing? They got their hand raised. They're ready to go. Not one woman said, I'm not playing. Not one for USA. No, in fact, there's, there's probably a bunch of them that are going, damn, I wish somebody wouldn't have played so I could have been on the roster. Well, we saw that in the WNBA All-Star game with Enrico Gumbawali. I mean, she felt that she, you know, she didn't say that she should have made it, but she was kind of heartbroken she didn't. What did she do? So when USA plays the WNBA All-Stars at the Mandalay Bay, you know, two weeks ago at the All-Star game, Agumbawali his goes for over 20. She gets MVP. And even Holly Rose said, was this kind of a little, you know? She goes, hey, I'm not going to go there. But, yeah, it was a statement because there are several women, many women. I mean, everybody wants to go and represent their country. But for some reason, it's not that important for our men. So, all right, uh, we'll hear more about this from the Big 7-footer. Big Bill Cartwright is joining us. We are live from the Boulevard Mall at the Galaxy Theaters. We're here for the Action on Film Festival, the AOF Film Festival, and uh, we are here for Under the Palm Tree, and we've got free tickets to give away. Just come on by, say hello, Boulevard Mall, Galaxy Theaters. The cast is going to join us. My man Tony the Tiger Lopez, three-time world champ, he's in the house, stuffing his face with some popcorn here. Uh, Stitch Duran is going to join us uh, as well. Not only Stitch is the greatest cut man in boxing history, but... He's also a film guy as well. He's been in the Rocky series, so it's always fun when we can uh, talk sports, boxing, and film. So what a what a great day today is going to be as we get to uh, talk movies and sports today. Well, as great of a cutman as Stitch is, he's got his work uh, set up for him with these ladies under the palm tree. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and keep the shovel away from Tony the Tiger Lopez, all right? So he's a mean shovel. That's it. <laughs> All right, we talk more Olympic basketball coming your way. The big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, will join us. That and a whole lot more. It is the T.C. Martin Show here on a Monday live from the Action on Film Festival, Galaxy Theaters, Boulevard Mall. This is Bill Cartwright of the University of San Francisco Dons. You're listening to the T.C. Martin Show. He does not know Westerns, but he does know his sports. I will be there to get him right as much as possible. From the AOF Film Festival here at Boulevard Mall, Galaxy Theaters, T.C. Martin, Ballpark, Frank, Tony Cox in the building. They're all here under the palm tree making its worldwide debut, the premiere here. And that's why we are here. We are highly anticipating the 4 o'clock showing. Tony the Tiger Lopez, he'll be joining us. They got The cast will be coming on as well, too. And uh, it is a, a beautiful day here in Las Vegas as we get ready to go under the palm tree. And, Frank, you are looking forward to 
getting underneath that palm tree. I'm going to sit on the porch and watch what happens under the palm tree, but I don't know if I'm actually going under it myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So remember, we have tickets to give away. So if you are on that list, come here for the 4 o'clock showing. And, again, if you want to see the, uh, the film uh, any day this week, come on by. Say hello to us here at the Boulevard Mall, the Galaxy Theaters. All right. Uh, let's turn our attention back to the Olympic Games here. And the big seven-footer, the five-time NBA champ, Big Bill Cartwright joins us. Seven-footer, what's going on, my man? I am in your kind of a place. I am the name of this place I'm in. It's, it's me, that's M-I, Mexico. Uh, right up your alley. In Mexico, is that what you said? Yes. It's a restaurant. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, I, I expect to see some pictures now, okay? I, I, you know, yeah, I have to have some pictures. Yeah. I know Look, you usually and, fail miserably at that. Yeah, most people do, in case you don't know. <laughs> Not everybody likes to uh, um, take a picture of their meal, um, but uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do. There's a lot of flags in there. It's a very cool place. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be sending pictures of popcorn today, okay, because I'm very excited about the popcorn. So you can send me your pictures from Mexico, Chicago, wherever you're, you're at, okay? And, you, you know, and, and my hot dog pictures will be coming, as you well know, but today is popcorn day. Extra butter. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a little bizarre. Uh, I, I can see the hot dogs because you, you you do well that way, but popcorn, I don't know. You can't enjoy a movie premiere without the finest popcorn. Come on, big seven footer, you know that. And when and, and when this guy, when I went to the movie with this guy, he's sitting in the front row. The guy's seven feet tall, and he wants to sit in the front row. I mean, you they don't sit in the, the front, front row. row. That's, You're that's never going to live that down. The guy says, we got to go see a movie. We've got to go see the Black Panther. It's like, oh, that's not my genre. But because he's seven feet tall, he's one of the few guys that can sit in the front row when he doesn't have to look up at the screen. Yeah, but He's already staring at it straight. <laughs> that didn't do me any good. Didn't do me any good at 6'2". You know? Well, I, I, think, I think you should say the movie theater only had about four rows in there. Come on. <laughs> was the best theater in the world. All right, man, let's talk about this. Uh, Team USA in France yesterday, the 25-game win streak snapped by the United States. They haven't lost an Olympic game in 17 years. Oh, until yesterday. Tell me what your eyes saw yesterday as Team USA blew the lead, blew the game, got outscored 16-2 to in the final three and a half minutes. There's just so many things to talk about as far as all those things that we talked about during the course of the year. Talk about, uh, for one thing, the enthusiasm I thought was really uh, uh, kind of not there, uh, even though we were still ahead. As you know, I think that, um, I think it's much easier to play two, three-man basketball than to play one-on-one. And um, still, you know, I've got to say that, uh, we had the best players on the floor, regardless of what you feel about um, France or not. But I don't think that we had the best team. And that's what it came down to. Hustle points, um, big plays, big block outs. Um, we just didn't have it. And also, and let's just call it for what it is. Uh, when you, you talked about a movie... Uh, if you go see the Black Panther, and you did, and it was a great movie, the stars that were in there were great. They had a great performance. When you see a basketball game and your stars are not good, 
it makes for a bad basketball game, and it makes for a bad movie. So our stars were not very good, uh, and we were still right there and still had the opportunity, um, but uh, we just couldn't get over the hump. And it's just, and it's just too bad. It's just too bad because I think that as long as we're committed to playing this individual style of basketball, and and I'll, I'll use something that you relate to really well. If you go to a band, right, we're seeing Earth, Wind, and Fire. We're seeing a band. We're seeing the whole band, and they're rocking and rolling, they're dancing. Everybody's playing, everybody's performing. And then every now and then, you're going to see a solo. And then they'll play again, and then maybe you'll see another solo. Right now, basketball in our country and in the Olympics for the Americans, the whole game is a solo. And then every once in a while, they'll play with the band. It's just bad music. Well, it's a bad cast. It makes for too, bad Bill. basketball. This is a this is a bad cast. Like I said, Kevin Durant is is your star, and then after that, what Damian Lillard and others, and then you you don't have very good supporting actors. And again, this isn't just you know what we saw yesterday. We've been watching this now for three plus weeks. This team is two and three. When on earth would you say that Team USA would ever be two and three in our lifetime? Never, ever. And again, this is this is something that we saw coming. This isn't just you know ultra shock here. Now they're going to play Iran coming up here on Wednesday. They're favored by forty two and a half points. And point differential comes into this situation with pool play as well, too. And they should drill this team. Then they play the Czech Republic on Saturday. So people are going to maybe get fooled again, saying, okay, that was a one-off. But then we get into single elimination after that. This is not a good basketball team. It's not a good cast. And I think you bring up a very good point. It's the style of basketball. Because this style of basketball is totally different than what a lot of the other countries are playing. And maybe it's because that they've, they have more cohesiveness because they've been playing together longer. But you just cannot just throw a team together. I don't care what kind of individual accolades these guys have. The result is because of this, what we're seeing here. I think that's part of it. But you can put a team together. You can have a sound offense where, where there's, there's great floor balance and there's a great attack and offense, not a – not necessarily a one-on-one attack in offense, but a team attack offense where it's balanced, where other guys are allowed to make decisions, where you take advantage of mismatches. Um, so in this in this situation where there's, there's a ton of dribbling, uh, there's, there's a lot of three-point shots missed, long rebounds like the uh, long, sh- uh, long outlets, and uh, even with that, now, and in in the, I, I still think that we have the best personnel, but I just don't like our style of play. I just, I just really don't like it. I don't think that uh, it uh, is it's very productive in the sense that it doesn't allow their, your best player, it allows him to make a play, but it doesn't help him help lesser players. And I think that that's the big thing. If, if you have a team and you have your best players, which are making your, the other players better, I think you really got something. 
So um, it's disappointing. It's disappointing to say. Um, did we kind of see it coming? I guess so. You know, I mean, you you can say that more than I can because I, I was uh, uh, I was thinking that they were going to pull it together and and, uh, uh, and and be able to win a gold medal, but apparently not. They, they just didn't learn a lesson and continue to do the things that they were doing. And you know, let's think about it this way: um, most teams are most teams are hungry in the mess. It means more to them to to win a gold medal and beat the United States than it does to us. I mean, we don't want to say that. Well, that's our expectation, yeah, our our yeah. expectation level, I mean, and that's every sport. I, I I don't know if it should be that way. I don't know if it's arrogance. I don't think it is because I I still think that we have the better athletes, but it just means so much to them. To, to win a championship and win a gold medal is something they dream about. I'm not sure our guys are dreaming about winning a gold medal for the United States. I think it'd be fun, but but I don't think the level that they that they're at compared to the level that the United States is at is is the same right now. Their 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 need is much higher. All right, Big Bill Cartwright, the five-time NBA champ, joins us here today. Hey, Bill, when it comes to the next game, now obviously they're expected to blow them out, so there's probably not going to be much of a crunch time. What does Greg Popovich work on with the team to try to get them to play more team ball, to get ready for the other games coming up? And how concerning is it to you that at the end of that game against France, they were outscored 11 to nothing? What do you do to make it so that, uh, you know, you can perform in crunch time like Team USA is expected to? Over one thing, they, they did have shots, had wide open shots, and they missed them. But but my thing is that sometimes those shots, those threes aren't going in. You got to make a change to get to the basket uh, and get any kind of basket at that point in time, and then come back and now get a stop. So um, this next game, what is it going to be? It's for pride, man. It's for pride. So you, you got to bring it. Uh, you're not playing for a gold medal. So um, to me, it's like, yeah, we're going to win this next game because we're supposed to. And we're, and we're better than this. So for a guy like you, won championships, obviously, with the Bulls. Uh, again, very accomplished career from you know college, high school, all the way up. And if you would have got that call to be an uh, Olympian, I know you would have jumped at it. So why is it not important to these athletes in the last you know decade or so? And we'll stick to 2021. Why... Why is it not flattering? Why don't they just jump at it? And like we said before you came on, the women, total opposite. The best WNBA players are represented, and they can hardly wait to go and win and do it again and again and again. Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi, they're going to have their fifth gold medal. As a former player, does it kind of irritate you that your NBA brethren just, they're not wanting it? As bad as these foreign players do? I can't. I cannot call it. I can't call. I don't know if guys are hurt. If they're hurt, they shouldn't be playing. No. Um, 
but there does Let's take seem... the injury factor out of it, okay? We understand Kawhi Leonard's going to have surgery. He's out. Kyrie Irving, fine, okay. But Steph Curry's fine. LeBron James is fine. There are other guys that are fine. Jimmy Butler's fine. Those guys are fine. And there, there are others that are that just said, nah, we'll, we'll pass here. I'm just saying, does, doesn't that bother you as, as a guy who would have killed for an opportunity like this? No, those, that's up to those guys. And, and, it, and like I said, it may not be important to them right now for whatever reason. Um, I'm the wrong guy to ask that question to. Uh, because uh, to me, it's a it's a lifetime. Uh, uh, it's a great opportunity. It's, it's, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. But uh, but things go and in, uh, in, in, in waves. And right now, it's just not that important. So um, until they're able to recruit and get guys back, Langelo and his group, uh, it's 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 going to be this way. And look. Uh, maybe that's what it's going to take is that we're going to have to get our ass beat a few times until, just like before, until guys are like, hey, look, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. We should be playing. Uh, this is our sport. Basketball's America's sport. So um, until, until they change that mindset, uh, this, this is what we're going to get. So uh, there it is. You're speaking about changing a mindset. There's been a lot of criticism or at least talk about that this USA team has a lot of talented players, but a lot of players that are more one-on-one players and not necessarily known for their team, their team play and passing the ball and setting up plays and things like that. How do you change the mindset of some of those guys that are more or less one-on-one players to buy into a team concept and get the most out of what Team USA has to put on the court? Um, this idea of buying in, uh, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that anyway, or that word. It's more of a, an idea of just doing the right thing and, and having a clear understanding of what basketball is. Basketball is five, 10, whatever many guys you got on the four, 14 guys, coaches, everybody there working for the same goal. So that means that being able to create mismatches, um, being able to have role players, some guys score, some guys don't, some guys are rebounders, some guys are defenders. Um, right now, we had a, a, a team full of scores. And I think it gets back to the mindset. I'm talking about almost a team, maybe four scores and one rebound. But they need role players. They need guys that are going to play a role that understands it, how you win basketball games. Uh, and also to getting knowledge for those roles. So until we can get back to where we were, um, I don't know. Like I said, maybe that's what it takes. You got to get whacked in the head a few times before they wake up and, and figure out how we play basketball. This is not, uh, we're not playing golf out here. We're not swimming. I didn't see anybody uh, uh, doing any tumbling out there. And there's the one on one. It's 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 a team, and and uh, for that game, guess the U.S. the best team won. We got our ass beat, and we got to do better. Do you think Popovich's system here is is it connecting? Is is it right? 
Because, like I said, there's you look at the other countries, you see the ball movement, you see the motion offense, you see backdoor cuts. We don't see any of that. Uh, how much of this is is on coaching, and, and and the system in place here? What they're trying to you know to get through to these guys. I think that's part of it too. Is that? Um, but we know one thing: we can't continue to do what we're doing. <laughs> we can't keep doing that mm-hmm. uh, because that's, that, that's definitely not working. So. Uh, you know, these guys are smart guys. They'll, they'll hopefully figure it out, hopefully sooner than that. Um, and we'll uh, we'll get back to, to normal play. It's tough playing small, too. Playing small. We're playing small ball. What are we playing small ball for? We have three guards out there. We need, we need the big guys. We need guys to rebound. We need guys to play. Uh, plug up some paint. Um, you need that. Uh, you just need better. You need uh, a better team. Uh, forget the players. They, if they were a better team, they would have won that game. Let's start with that. You need a better team, and then, uh, then we'll, we'll recruit some players. All right, the big seven-footer. Big Bill Cartwright joins us as we're talking Team USA basketball, their defeat yesterday, 83-76. So tell me, I know you've been watching a lot of the Olympic games here. What, what, what have you been watching here? Are, are you more of a, uh, a, a skateboard guy, uh, handball? What have you been watching? What do you enjoy? Yeah, unfortunately, then I watch every sport. And I, I've even watched uh, skateboarding, which, you know, I turn it on for about 10 minutes, turn it off. Uh, you know, I, I do like, um, you know, you turn on some gymnastics and you see how it's going over there. And then you'll flip it on to some swimming. And those guys, angles are both so amazing and fast that, you know, they can swim as fast as you can run. So they're just, they're, they're really incredible. Um, and, you know, I saw something interesting uh, yesterday that you'll, uh, I'm not sure if you like three on three basketball. Um, and, and can you believe we didn't even get in and qualify for that? Well, we three talked about this before. You know why? The men did not qualify because they didn't send their best. You know who was on the, the, the highest profile name on the men's U, USA three-on-three team? It was Robbie Hummel. Remember him from Purdue? That was thought, the best thing. We, uh, that was the best they had. I thought, I thought, I thought we had Brian Scalabrini. I think Scalabrini was, was on there, too. That, that's your boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to get it right. done. It's not going to get it done. But the women, again, they're going to be undefeated. They're 6-0 and right now. you got two Las Vegas aces, Kelsey Plum and Jackie Young. Again, the women got it right, Bill. The and men I'll, just can't get it right. doesn't matter 3-on-3 three three or 5-on-5. Five five. And I'll tell you what, when the women play, they used one secret. They have a big down low. They just throw it to her, and she's making layup after layup Stephanie on that Dolson. team the whole time. Yeah, Chicago Sky. Yeah. 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 No, I know. I, I, I saw it. It was very impressive. At least, uh, at least uh, the uh, female, uh, you know, those Americans, those they're they're doing the right thing. They're playing smart. They're playing together. They care. Um, you know, they're, they're not worried about themselves. So maybe we shouldn't be thinking about the men. Just let's, let's just watch the women and let the women represent. They they do it the right way. That's it. Exactly. All right. So Team USA on the women's side, uh, they've got uh, Japan coming up here at, at 930. Uh, 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 that, that, well, I'm, talk, I'm talking about, yeah, that that's 
That's the three-on-three. I'm sorry. So the women are playing Nigeria at 940 tonight. So the women will play Nigeria. Uh, yeah. they, they beat them here in Las Vegas in an exhibition game. So uh, that game is coming up tonight. You can watch on the USA Network. And the, the women three-on-three, they're 6-0. and Kelsey Plum hit the game winner in beating China earlier today, 21-19. to They also beat Italy earlier in the day. So, uh, yeah, they're rolling off two games in a row. Last three days, they're 6-0. and And next up, they've got Japan uh, coming up uh, at 9.30 tomorrow. And then they have already clinched the number one seed. Then they got the semifinals. So they could have a gold medal in their hands by, uh, you know, in three days. So hopefully that works out for them. Looking yeah, we better. Yeah, we better start just pulling for the women. At least, at least somebody's got a chance of winning. Yep. All right, brother. We appreciate yeah. the time, man. So uh, go enjoy your food uh, there in the in the windy city, and we look forward to uh, to getting back with you here and uh, and get out to Vegas here. Come on, man. We've got movies for you. I'll even get you some popcorn out here. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm, being, I'm really curious to hear about the movie that you're uh, reviewing. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that's going to uh, win any awards, but uh, do we have to watch that movie? By the way, are you? What are, you, what are, we, what are we doing? Yeah, we're going to be watching that movie. I'm going to be watching it right when we get down at four o'clock, and, and, and our boy is standing right in front of me, Tony the Tiger Lopez, who is in the yeah. movie. So there it is. So I, I know that well, you, you you love Tony. You, know, you yeah, love yeah, Sacramento every, Hall of Famers. Every every everybody does. <laughs> So don't, there you go. Don't, don't, don't tell him we're watching a movie because he's in it. Well, again, you know, you, the, the champ might be getting knocked out by a shovel. That's, that's, that's just the early reviews I heard. So we'll just leave it at that. Okay. All right, my man. Be good. Enjoy uh, the food, and we'll continue talking to uh, Team USA with you next week. All right, guys. Adios. There he is, Big Bill Cartwright, the uh, five-time NBA champion. Not happy with the product. I don't think any of us are happy with the product that we're seeing in Tokyo, Japan, from the basketball side on the men's side. Yeah, and basically he just said, you just start watching the women, and uh, got to give kudos to them as well on the softball field. Yes. They're undefeated on the softball field. Had a tough game the other day against Japan. Mm. Japan actually had the lead. They tied it up, went into mm. extras. Walk-off home run. Now, I believe Japan's hit five home runs in this uh, mm. Olympics, but mm. that's the first that I remember the uh, the USA women hitting. The bats haven't been rolling, but right. uh, they started rolling at a good Two time. Two one games, and, one nothing games. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. to tie up Japan, they had a two-out single to score mm. the runner from third so looks like the bats are starting to roll a little bit as well but yeah the ladies representing the usa very very well in fact the first gold in the history of usa in women's fencing this is true all right good stuff all right we are live from the boulevard mall the galaxy theaters the luxurious galaxy theaters we invite you to come on down we're here for the screening of uh, under the palm tree at four o'clock here today the action on film festival uh, we've got tickets to give away come on by say hello we'll get you in all week long here the AOF Film Festival here under the palm tree is going to be debuting the worldwide premiere from my man Brian Martin. No relation, by the way, but still, director extraordinaire. He's got it going on. We're going to visit with the cast coming up. The coach is in the house. Tony the Tiger Lopez is in the house. My man Stitch Duran. We're going to get them on when we come back, so don't you dare go anywhere. It is a manic Monday. It's a movie Monday, right? Yeah, and in fact, uh, if you come down here and you see us before we're off the air, Joe Sands might even sing a couple verses to the new Under the Palm Tree song That's for right. you. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Not Under the Boardwalk, Under the Palm Tree. That's right. It's a, it's a little parody song. There it is. Alternate lyrics, they call it. TC Bar Ballpark <laughs> Frank with you right here live from the Boulevard Mall, the Galaxy Theaters, TC Martin Show. Ho!